Hi there, listener. This is audio producer Robin here. Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean will be back next week. In the interim, we thought you'd like to hear from Lions Beat reporter Dave Burkett, who's out in Las Vegas covering the lead-up to Super Bowl 58. Later in this pod, you can hear analysis from a Super Bowl-winning head coach on Dan Campbell and the Lions. But first, we have Dave's interview with Executive Director of the Detroit Sports Commission, Dave Beach, now on what you should know about this year's 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit. We hope you enjoy. Dave Burkett here with the Detroit Free Press, live from Radio Row Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Nevada, here with Dave Beachnow, Executive Director of the Detroit Sports Commission. And Dave, you guys are here because the NFL Draft will be here and I'll be in Michigan in a couple months. That's and, right. Yeah. That's right. Detroit, um, April 25th. We're, we're, I guess, 78 days out and out here, um, you know, just kind of uh, working the room, so to speak, to promote Detroit and uh, the, the fact that the draft is going to be in our Motor City. I know a lot of people back home are excited for it. I've been by the table over there. Uh, for those who don't know, and I know you guys have talked about this a little bit, but can you explain the setup downtown, what it will look like for everyone, the the hundreds of thousands of people that will be down there? Yeah, well, the beauty of the draft is it's unique to each host city, right? So it's not like plopping an event into Ford Field or another stadium. So the actual draft theater will be built out around the Campus Marshes Park area, and it will flow down Woodward Avenue to Hart Plaza, which is where the NFL draft experience will be. So it's a, a very expansive footprint, and we're excited about the opportunity of really showcasing our city to a worldwide audience, not only those in person, but the 60 million eyeballs that will be on um, Detroit over the course of three days. It's been a long time in the making too. I remember talking to Rod Wood, I think it was 2017 maybe when when maybe Detroit first started bidding or talking about bidding on this so the process to finally land one how important was that for you guys and and for the city it was very important you know many times you have to go through the process once or twice um, before you're fortunate enough to to be awarded and it's that way with any event it's a competitive environment that we work in and we're privileged to to have the opportunity because not many cities can you know host you know a tentpole event like um the nfl draft yeah and the nfl um for those who don't know has for years and years decades uh the 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 draft was anchored in new york and it started moving around maybe about 10 years ago chicago philadelphia uh, nashville it's it's been all over kansas city uh excited to see what it looks like here in detroit how many what are the iterations of how the 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 footprint has evolved i guess i know from talking to rod back in the day like there were many many things that were sort of in play i know the nfl has a hand in it too how, how has it evolved yeah well uh there were countless iterations and you know the nfl came for a visit well probably three or four years ago and we really toured you know three or four potential locations and at the end of the day we kind of settled on you know kind of the iconic um you know, footprint of Detroit, and it's that city center, it's Campus Marshes Park, it's the gathering place downtown now for for everyone. And so I think it's gonna be a dramatic um, set for, you know, again, the world to get a, a bird's eye view of our city. Brad Holmes talks about that at his end of season news conference Monday, just how uh, Detroit is built for events like this and, and how good it will be for the city and for people to, to get a look of it, uh, look at the city. He also said, and I think this resonated with Lions fans, that 
the draft is important because this team is built through the draft. I wonder if that that spoke to you a little bit. It, it's a big event regardless, but just the the excitement about Detroit and the Lions and, and what the draft has meant to this team. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and the fact that the success that the Lions had this year, I think just amplifies the opportunity that the draft brings for us. You know, we, we know that Lions fans are going to come downtown in droves. But when you think about the drive markets for the other NFL cities that are in the Midwest, I mean, we're going to have a huge influx of NFL fans. And I think that we saw in Kansas City, we saw out here in Vegas two years ago, you'll see jerseys from all 32 teams, which really makes it a unique event in that respect. Well, we were talking about it, uh, about it a short while ago, Chicago with the number one pick. That's a drivable you know, distance if they hold on to that number one pick, if Caleb Williams, whoever is in play, I imagine we'll see a lot of Bears fans in Detroit. Absolutely. And and they, they show out for games too, but but there's no question about it. And you know, I think the 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 fun thing about this year's draft is the Lions are gonna be drafting late, more than likely. So people are gonna hang around and it's gonna be a, a great Thursday evening, very electric, um, a lot of uh, a lot of activities taking place in and around the downtown core. Is there a, a free component too? Like fans can go and hang out in the the park area. I, I, my son asks me all the time. He said, "Dad, can I go?" I said, "Well, I'll be working, so you'll have to have your mom take you." But I remember that being part of. Yeah, well, that's yeah, there's a misconception there because people are already asking, "Well, how how can I get tickets? Where do I buy tickets? Where are they going to sell?" It's free and open to the public. What you have to do is download one of NFL One Pass to your phone, register there because you'll need that to access the footprint uh, of the NFL draft. And so, um, and you'll get updated information on that app as we get closer, but sometime in March, it'll start to populate with uh, further information and details about that weekend. There you go. NFL one pass for everyone out there uh, interested in that. Um, I'm a big basketball guy. I know you got some basketball events coming up too, even before the draft, there's a a pretty big basketball uh, tournament coming to town. Yeah, we do. And you know, Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, the draft has somewhat overshadowed the fact that we were hosting the NCAA Men's Basketball Regional at LCA uh, March uh, 29th and 31st. And we'll have the um, privilege of sending a team to Phoenix for the Final Four this year. And so, you know, that, and that the regional in and of itself is a big event. You know, again, eyeballs on our city. And uh, again, it's a great opportunity as we prepare for the 2027 NCAA Final Four that will be at Ford Field in Detroit. Detroit has hosted many, many big events, Final Fours before, Super Bowls before, obviously the Final Four coming again in a couple of years. I'm wondering from your perspective, when fans, the Lions fan base showed out so well this year, home games, road games, the amount of passion that they showed, what does that do to help the Detroit Sports Commission secure bids for, for some of these events? Yeah, you know, I think it you know demonstrates that, again, People show up, whether it's our, our home team or the events that we host. You know, the regional is nearly sold out. And, you know, I just think it's, you know, it's a market that is passionate about their teams, but as passionate about sports in general and the events that we bring here. We've set, you know, records for attendance um, for a variety of events. You know, we think about the Frozen Four in 2010 at Ford Field, right? Um, 35,000 for college hockey. So, you know, we, we we have an expectation, and I think those event owners have an expectation of Detroit's a market that will will sell tickets and draw attendance. 
I feel very fortunate at times to to work in the cover sports in this market for for just that reason. Very passionate fan base, and uh, certainly across the board for for many different sports. Um, what other events? What's sort of next on the agenda? I guess I don't, I don't know if World Cup was ever uh, a possibility. I, what else is sort of in the bidding process that you guys are looking at? Yeah, well, right now um, we're waiting to hear any literally any day now about a potential Big Ten football championship. Um, those bids were out some time ago, and so we're just waiting for some final decisions out of uh, Chicago and the Big Ten uh, conference offices for 25 through 2028. So they're expecting to award those to future hosts. Big Ten men's and women's basketball tournaments as well. That will come sometime after this year's tournaments that they'll award those years. And, and actually, tomorrow there's a deadline for NCAA championship bids for future years. And We'll be hopefully back, be back in the mix for some uh, basketball as well as the Division One wrestling championships that we hosted uh, just in, in 2022. So, one quick question on the the NCAA because a lot of times those have been anchored in in Indianapolis or Chicago. I know they they've started to move a little bit here recently. Is this the first time Detroit's been in the mix for those? And and um, what would it mean, I guess, to to land that for the teams and and for the cities? Yeah, well, the Big Ten football championship for sure, um, to your point, anchored in Indianapolis. And I think, you know, no offense to Indianapolis, but I think it, um, Detroit, Minneapolis, a couple others deserve an opportunity. You know, we don't want it every, well, we'd love to have it every year, but we, we'd like it just once, right? And, um, and so I think, you know, with the new commissioner, I think they're more open-minded to being sure that, you know, that property is moved around and gives more access to Big Ten Conference uh, fans. Well, that would be home field advantage for Michigan or Michigan State next time they're in there if that could happen. Let's end it on this very last thing, um, the construction that will go on downtown around the NFL draft just to bring this sort of full circle. Um, how, when, how, when will that start? How, how, how intrusive will that be? How, how will people get around down there? Yeah, well, it'll be a roughly a six week process and, and it'll, it'll be a phased approach. Um, you know, a little less intrusive early on, but as we get closer to April 25th, you know, street closures, you know, impact on local businesses, but our organizing committee is doing a great job in communicating to those businesses and more to come, you know, to the general public because yeah, there will definitely be street closures, Jefferson Avenue for sure with, um, you know, the footprint expanding into Hart Plaza. But again, it's a great opportunity to really showcase our city and allow our local residents an opportunity to be a part of a great event like this. Like you said, massive footprint for a massive event that's coming to Detroit for the first time. Uh, looking forward to it. I've been to many, many different drafts um, in the past you know, 12 or 14 years, and uh, I think Detroit will be a great, great host city for that. Dave Beechnaugh, uh, Detroit Sports Commission, thank you for joining me here at RadioRowFreep.com. Again, that was Executive Director of the Detroit Sports Commission, Dave Beechnaugh. Stay with Freep.com for all the coverage you'll need leading up to and during this year's NFL Draft in Detroit. Coming up after the break, Dave Burkett sits down with former head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Brian Billick. Stick around to hear what a Super Bowl champion makes of the Lions' unprecedented playoff run next. Dave Burkett here, uh, Radio Row Super Bowl 58 with Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and he's here with 
signalrelief.com. signalrelief.com and we'll talk a little bit about that later uh, but basically a, a patch that that helps reduce pain relief Absolutely. and I want you to tell everyone how they can uh, get a discount on that with that but let's start off talking with the Lions they had we were just talking before we started recording this it was a pretty magical season for the Lions yeah. it was great it was, it was great to see the city uh, uh, as I mentioned my daughter and my son-in-law lived in Detroit uh, and and uh, to have that kind of success where Detroit has struggled for so long Dan Campbell's done a phenomenal job and to set the basis for the next step forward. That's the key. Now, it's okay. What have you done for me lately? But obviously, Jared Goff, what they were able to do to establish that winning tradition. Now they have a reference point. They'll make whatever additional uh, things they need to do to the club to take that next step and, you know, help with the secondary and do some of the other things they need to do. And uh, and they're going to be a factor next year. I just asked Bill Cower this as a former NFL coach, very successful coach. What do you like most about Dan Campbell, the way he's galvanized that team, what he's done as Lions? Well, he's done what you have to do when you come in. Every coach that takes the job comes in and says, well, I got to change the culture. And, and do you really? Well, clearly there you did. And, and he had to start from ground zero and he stuck to his gun. Tough going early. But he stayed with it. He stayed with the mentality. He kept the organization on point in terms of what we need to be, what we want to do. Uh, and they supported that and the players have come around to it. So he has changed the culture. He's got them, you know, on the precipice. But now now's the next step. You got to take the next step. When you watch teams, can you tell if players are buying fully into their coaches? Their, their oh, sure, sure. You can tell by just the attitude they play with, uh, the energy level. Uh, you can tell whether they're buying into the coach uh, and, and just the body language and the way they carry themselves. Certainly when you're winning, that's a lot easier. Uh, the challenge is when you hit the rough spots, how do they carry themselves? Do they stick with you? Do they blink? Do you have the courage of their conviction? And 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 they did. And they stuck with it and got over some uh, bumps and bruises, uh, some bumps in the road. But uh, and then, like I said, now now's the next challenge where we'll really test the culture is can you take that next step? Here with Brian Billick, signalrelief.com. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. About the Lions and that next step. From your experience, what was the key? What was the key to taking that next step? How, how does one team go from being just on the cusp to getting to the Super Bowl? Well, it begins with the quarterback, you know, and they wrapped the right elements around the quarterback, uh, and they believed in it. Defensively, they had a certain toughness about them. Um, yeah, they need to improve in a couple other areas to allow them to do a little bit more against the top teams. Uh, the way they came out and ran the ball against the 49ers was impressive. And, and it boded it bode well for the future to have that kind of physicality. Um, and, and now it's just when I say the next step, it really is just adding the right players and then maintaining that same discipline because you start next year, you got to start all over. That, that's the difficult thing. It's, it's like a marriage. You know, you're not you're never there. You can you can never stop saying I love you. I mean, you it's every it's it's all the time. Right. So now they got to continue uh, redeveloped and reestablished that that personality and the, the 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 relationship between the players, which is a constant, you know, twenty four seven job, and then influx the new players and keep that same mentality. I think that's maybe harder than people on the outside realize because you went twelve and four, you made the Super Bowl. 
take a little step back the next year, right? When you when you won 13 games, I think a couple of years later, take a step back. Exactly right. Which is going to happen because you're going to you're going to go up in in the caliber of the teams you play because of the way the schedule is structured uh, and the expectations and the challenge with the players is now they just it's okay now we just got to get to the to the playoffs and and show that we can do that. Well, no, you got to get through a full season. You can't just dismiss that. Assume that you have that. So you got you know again first day of training camp, you, you literally got to start at square one and reestablish that same commitment to what you're doing. Fortunes change, injuries change, luck, everything changes. One thing that won't for the Lions is they're bringing both coordinators back, Ben Johnson. That's huge. That continuity that you can carry on, and, and that means that you get to start from day one from where you left off in terms of – and that's the great thing as a coach. They now bring back whatever majority of the team they bring back. Okay, I know you guys know what it looks like now. Because we've been there together. So that's the minimum now for us going forward. And you can start from that and build on from that rather than have to do a whole lot of changes and and add-ons and the like. Uh, That's a great place to start from. So you're a former offensive coordinator. Tell me, um, as you watch this Lions offense, the the weapons that they had, the running game, you mentioned the running game, you know, Jared Goff's probably going to get paid this offseason. Amon Ross St. Brown probably will get paid. Panay Sewell before long. How does that change the dynamic, if at all? Either what you can build or what that offense can be. Well, that's always the challenge in the NFL is what changes then take place because of cap reasons. At the end of the day, the cap, the dollar only goes so far. And you got to make those tough decisions. And then recreate with whatever you've got to do to bring in players to recreate that same thing if you do have the loss of a player. They obviously had great balance. They ran the ball well. Jared Goff was brilliant, his ability to get the ball down the field. Uh, but now you can build on that. Uh, you know, again, you probably look at the offensive lines, some things you can do there to solidify that uh, and, and continue to supply him with as many weapons as you can to build on that balance that they showed last year. Has Jared answered all the questions about him being a game manager and not oh, being able to lead? Yeah, I, I can't imagine. He he's uh, he did that before, and that's a, that's a misnomer. The game manager, you know what? There's a lot of guys that are game managers, can win a lot of games, and that was perfect for the, for the uh, Detroit Lions to come out there and just fling it around, would get a bunch of numbers so I get the next big contract. Wouldn't have served the same purpose. So, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine them not being excited about resigning. All right, very last Lions thing here. Uh, Dan Campbell caught some flack for some of the, the decisions he made, the fourth down decisions. You've been through it before. You know, I, I didn't have as much fault or find as much fault as some other people did. That's who he's been all year. I'm just curious as a coach how you thought about you know, what you thought about. Those decisions are always looked through the prism of if it worked, you're genius. If it didn't, you're the village idiot. Same guy making the same decisions. It's what he's done all year. If he'd, uh, on the particular third, fourth down call, everybody's questioning, if they'd have gotten that, if they'd have sustained that and scored, it would have been the most brilliant coaching move of the year. But that's him and his personality and drives. But because it didn't work, okay, you're the village idiot. Uh, and and so that's the that's the thing you've got to look at it within context. It stayed within the personality of the team. He was trying to be aggressive. I got a tough time saying that was the wrong decision. You go back and look, um, drop pass on one of those fourth downs, the third and goal from the one. They make a block. It's a walking touchdown. So a lot there. Um, all right, signal relief. I see you got a patch right here. Tell, let's tell everyone about amazing it. product. I had a lot of people approach me with a lot of things. This is the real deal. Um, pro players, everyday human beings. It's about staying in the game. You know, the players, it's about dealing with the pain that you always have. And how do I get to that next level? How do I work through that? Because that's where the therapy really comes from. Working through the pain, working the joints, working the muscles. This is an amazing product. You use signal relief. 
it's reusable, so it's very affordable. You put it where you need it. It literally, it's a military grade. It blocks the pain signal because that's all pain is. It's an electrical signal in your body to your brain. We say put it between the brain and the pain. You block that. That allows you then to do that next thing. Rework the joints. Rework the muscles. Um, it's reusable, which is so great. Uh, and, and it's very, very affordable. And 100% guaranteed money back if you don't like it. But you will. Because for me, at this stage of my life, I go 18 holes of golf. goes to my lower back. Okay? I come out of the pool. I swim three days a week on my shoulder, up on my upper shoulder. If I'm playing racquetball or tennis, um, elbow, I put it up here. It blocks the pain. That allows you then to work through it. That's where the rehab comes from. Uh, go to signalrelief.com. Put in promo code COACH, get 20% back. But look at the technology behind this. It's, it makes infinite sense as to how this works. People need to check it out because it's the real deal. Are you shooting on the golf course these days? Uh, not bad. I'm, I'm lying about my handicap like everybody. So if I could just play as much as as good as my light handicap is, I'd be in great shape. All right, let's end it with this Super Bowl. Again, we're here, Super Bowl uh, 58 Radio Row. Who do you like and why Sunday? San Francisco's got everything it needs to win this game but it's Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm with you there. Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning coach, SignalRelief.com, Dave Burkett, Freep.com. Thanks for joining us. That was former head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Brian Billick. Stay with Freep.com as Dave Burkett will have continuing coverage from Radio Row in Las Vegas leading up to Super Bowl 58. Special thanks to Dave Burkett, Dave Beachnow, and Brian Billick. The executive producers of Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean are Kirkland Crawford and Anjana Delgado. Audio producing duties are handled by me, Robin Chan. Nicole Avery Nichols is the editor of the Detroit Free Press. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. It truly does help the show. Thanks for listening. Carlos and Sean will be back next week. <laughs>